I love traveling because it helps me have a new experience and adventure, a sense of exploring. And it forces me to be in almost the same state as meditation does, where you're in the moment because everything's new. Hey there, my name is Kim, and this is my podcast, Power Up Your Performance. I believe that we have the power to rewrite our stories, change the trajectory of our lives, pour love into the world, conquer monumental challenges, and that movement can be a catalyst for change. Let's grow together. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so glad you're here today. I spent part of January in Maui. Maui is my favorite place. Well, Hawaii in general is my favorite place. I love the ocean. I love watching sunrises and sunsets. I love watching the whales and the turtles. Oh, the turtles. We went to this place where they just go and they sun themselves on the beach. They rest and they look like giant boulders just sitting there. And then all of a sudden you see them moving and you realize that they are not boulders. They are in fact turtles. But I just love Hawaii. Perfect temperatures and the relaxed vibe that you get when you're there. Several years ago, after we returned from Maui, I did a whole podcast episode, which I will go dig up and post in the show notes. Um, but it was on living with aloha. And I do this every time I get back from Hawaii and I want to keep feeling like I'm in Hawaii. I, I just always just love that feeling. I want to extend my vacation. And then one day I thought, why can't I bring Hawaii home with me? And so I did that episode on living with aloha and just thinking about why can't I incorporate the best parts of island life into my everyday life in the middle of cold, dark, and dreary Kansas. And truly, I do think that this is a great way to experience joy. What does it mean to live with aloha? Let me tell you. It be, it means bringing in a sense of kindness and respect into all of our interactions. It's about being present and mindful in the moment connecting with others with an open heart. We can live with aloha by practicing gratitude, saying kind words, displaying patience and humility. And you totally understand that if you've ever had somebody tell you to chill, to relax, to breathe, because you're on island time here. But living with aloha is also just about finding joy in the simple things Seeking to understand those who have different beliefs and experiences, finding joy in the simple things, and just appreciating the people, the culture, everything about nature, respecting nature, respecting our environment, and living with love and compassion, especially in including compassion and love for yourself. So living with aloha is a way of life that brings peace and harmony, not just to yourself, but to everybody who is around you because you're living this higher vibration, bringing joy, bringing happiness into things that you do. That sounds pretty good, right? So today's guest has experience turning her life into a sanctuary of well-being. In today's episode, we'll explore the power of neuroplasticity 
and how to use it not only to enhance your performance, relationships, and life, but also to increase longevity. Dr. Daphne says you have the ability to live a deeply satisfying and healthy lifestyle by experiencing new ways of thinking, living, being, and relating. Dr. Daphne Earhart is an international life coach, psychologist, and master NLP practitioner, author, speaker, and world traveler, and self-care expert. She is also the founder of SpaForTheSoul.com, SpaTheNumberForTheSoul.com. With over 25 years of experience in the field of psychology, she knows how crucial it is to nurture your inner self first. She leads clients through this process of mental, physical, and emotional wellness. I enjoyed speaking with Dr. Daphne about ways we can create a sanctuary for our soul and incorporate more fun, and I know you will too. Enjoy this interview with Dr. Daphne Earhart. Welcome to the show, Daphne. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks, Kim. I am super excited to be here too. So we are talking about the spa for your soul. Will you give us just an overview of what that means? Oh, sure. I'd love to. So Spot for the Soul has been growing in my heart for the last 10 years. At first, I called it Inside Out Fitness, but it's more of a spa for the soul than a fitness thing. It's more a lifestyle of creating the life of your dreams, not as something that's going to happen in the future when you accomplish such and such, but just it living it every single day. And, and that encompasses a lot of aspects of the life. So our life. So it en- encompasses our, our emotions, our thoughts, our health, our relationships, what we do every day for our purpose. Um, so a spot for the soul is something that I walk people through and it, it touches on really what is at the heart of why you're living? Like, what is it? And getting and releasing what needs to be released in order to having it have a clear vision of what you want next. And that takes, there's some healing that goes on through that. There are a lot of different things with the spa for the soul. Does it go deeper than self care? Yeah. So self care is super important. And in fact, self care in, in itself, if done the right way, is deep in its in itself. It's not just bubble baths and chocolate. It's more um it's more getting in touch with what is my is there something that's that's missing deep down in my heart? Like why am I wanting to do these things that are possibly um harmful for uh, have harmful habits or whatever? What is it? And then creating those new neural pathways in the brain and um new habits but not new habits like I need to exercise every day, but more habits of feeling. Like what is the one feeling that I feel very often throughout the day? Is it frustration? Is it appreciation? Is it connection? Do I feel fulfilled? I was reading something that reminded me recently about the difference between joy and pleasure, but there's a difference between going through your day or lifetime feeling fulfilled and having joy that comes from the inside out and then seeking pleasure to fill a hole seek whether it's an experience or substances or whatever it is to, to fill a hole how does somebody start to figure this out 
Well, the first step I would say is knowing what you really want. And I, there's, there's visualization exercises for that. Releasing what is taking up all that energy would be the, the very first step before the first step. Um, I actually have some affirmations I brought with me here that I've okay. created that okay. kind of heal. Yeah. They kind of are healing for your soul. The very, very first pre pre step would be believing and realizing that you do have power over your own life like this is or we we all do and um i just did a workshop on neuroplasticity the other day and it's amazing what we can do to even lengthen our life there are things in our brain called telomeres and they are things inside the chromosome that are kind of like the end of a shoelace and you can measure how long they are and how long the length of them predict how long people live, which is amazing in itself. And then on top of that, are there are some things that we can do, our daily habits that can predict how long they are. So that means we have huge power in even um, our longevity, uh, obviously. And one of those things is well, there are many things, obviously. Meditation um, rewires the brain, um, sleep habits, eating a rainbow of vegetables. But one of the things that fascinates me is that they said, how you feel, your general feeling and thinking upon first waking up in the morning, you know, when your brain waves are like you're just waking up, and then right before you fall asleep, have a huge impact on your telomeres, which is amazing. And um, two things, two easy ways to influence your well-being to, to impact that because, you know, you think, well, how, how can I feel better about my life? I don't like my job or I don't like this or that. But um, two ways to influence that that are pretty powerful are gratitude, of course, first of all, and then a sense of purpose. So if you're waking up and you're thinking, I can't wait to get this done today. Um, maybe work is stressful, but actually work stress is not correlated with um, the negativity. At work um, burnout is completely different than work stress. So if you're burnout and dread, that's, of course, something address, please. Please change that. But if it's stress and you're like, oh, I need to get this deadline done, but you're doing it because you have a sense of purpose in the world, that's good. That's okay. So we can influence those thoughts that we have first thing in the morning and right before we go to bed. And then that counts. Yes. And gives us that. So what are some of the things that you could do? Gratitude, meditation, first and last thing. Yeah. What else? You could do gratitude. You can do meditation. You can do some daily affirmations. You could wake up and say, if you're like me when you wake up, you don't want to do anything too complicated. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> so you can just wake up and concentrate on one thing. It could be, I'm so grateful for the sunshine today or the rain. If you like rain, I, I like both the fresh air, the birds chirping. I know it sounds a little cliche, but it works. And, um, or you can have one, one word or one affirmation. Say, hey, I'm going to concentrate on love today. I want to unconditionally love my kids. I want to 
be present or could be presence or could be um, creation, whatever, or one sentence out of these that I created. I actually have a five-minute uh, meditation that uh, on my website where people can just press play. It has the meditation, it has solfeggio frequencies in the background, and it has daily affirmations. So you don't have to think too hard and you just have that positivity put in you. And you can do that with any meditation or any affirmation you find anywhere. Um, I just created these to be more healing, you know, for the soul. What do you say to somebody who's like, oh, you're talking that meditation thing again. I don't do meditation. What do you say to somebody to convince them that it's not as weird or scary as they might think it is? Well, yeah, um, meditation can mean many things. It doesn't have to be what people, you know, all the connotations of all how complicated it is. It can be basically it's just being present. You know how when you were a little kid, I don't know about you, but when I was a little kid, I would lay on the grass and look at the sky and the clouds. And um, on windy days, especially, the clouds would go by and you can actually see how fast they're going by. And I was never able to see shapes that well in the clouds. But some people are really good at saying, hey, there's like a rabbit and there's mm-hmm. something else. <laughs> um, but our thoughts are kind of like those clouds that float by in the sky we can notice each one of them as they go by and then we choose hey that is what i'm going to focus on i'm going to keep that one and and let that one dwell but this other one that's making me extremely anxious or sad or just negative i'm going to acknowledge it i'm not going to ignore it it is there acknowledge it and then let it go by and then let the next one come and decide what you're going to do with that next one so meditation can be, um, there's so many different kinds to answer your question. There are like guided meditations, which help you, um, guide you. It could be guiding you through progressive muscle relaxation, which actually helps you relax. Uh, it could be guiding you through a visualization exercise, which could create, help you create your ideal life. Um, <laughs> it could be just thinking of one word. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and it does change your neural pathways. And the reason why it changes your brain is that you become aware. It's like a meta, metacognition. You become aware of what you're thinking of instead of being in automatic mode. So whatever you want to call it, whether it's meditation or just becoming more aware of your everyday thoughts, it's a good state to be in. And does stuff like this work for somebody who's like, hey, I am a pessimist and I own <laughs> would somebody who is just naturally more of a pessimist can they change should they want to change and then does it have a benefit for their longevity for trying these types of things yeah well i think that if they're already acknowledging they're a pessimist they're already being aware of it that's that's good that they're aware and they have that metacognition it depends because some people are quote unquote pessimists they're not really necessarily a negative person. They're just, they notice details, maybe they notice what might be wrong, but they don't, they might not have this negative feeling inside, but there could be other people that are pessimists that are just really upset all the time. So I personally would never like force it on anyone or, or really try to convince anyone because it, it, motivation always comes from the inside out. Just whatever makes you feel the better, better. 
maybe try it, take, make an experiment, try it out, see if you like it better. Are you looking to build a business and live life on your own terms? Look no further than the Digital Dreamer podcast. Join my daughter, Abby, and I as we discuss side hustles, building your brand, digital strategies for connecting with your audience, and selling digital products, and so much more. Get the link in the show notes or search the Digital Dreamer podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to take control of your future. So ever since the pandemic started, where, you know, the world shut down, we were locked in our houses, whatever your social situation was, it just feels like it's been one thing after another for people. How can they use this concept of the spa for your soul to kind of get themselves in a more positive place or a place where they feel hope and purpose. Oh, that's that's really important. That's key. Hope, hope, and purpose. That's what we live for. What I found is helpful is you don't have to go from zero to one hundred overnight. You don't. I've been in dark places. Even recently, I've been going through some things, and um, I. You know, just have some self-compassion. It's okay. Feel the feelings you're feeling. If they're despair and dark, let yourself feel that. That is, that is first step. Don't push anything away. Let yourself go through that first. You know, if you are crying or if, if anyone is sobbing or crying, think of a child having a temper tantrum or crying. They do it. They let it out. They do completely all out and they, and then it stops. You're physically not able to stay in that state forever unless you compress it and will keep it in and don't let it flow. So first of all, let it, let it out, experience it. And, and then start being very um, gentle with yourself. Like the first affirmation I have is I am gentle and kind with my heart. You know, the way we give love to others, sometimes we forget we deserve that love. We have done so, so much. Um, for example, you, you're giving this podcast, you create, you're doing so much work to create each episode and you give to so many people. You benefit so many people. And it might, I did a podcast for 12 episodes once and it was a lot of work. And I put my heart into that and I decided, um, I, I wanted to do something else instead at that point. But, you know, just acknowledging, Hey, this is a lot that I'm doing. Um, and being kind to yourself, relaxing into the healing process and then feeling fun, feeling safe. The next one I have is it's fun and safe being me. So creating that safety and just you can have fun. You can enjoy life. You don't have to have everything a certain way that anyone that the world says it needs to be to have fun and enjoy life and feel safe and express yourself. I want to talk, though, more about this having fun. Yeah. Because I feel like that's another thing that we've just gotten so serious or you, know, you get on social media and there's so much hate. Talk about having fun. Why is that important and how can we find more fun? It's so important. This is our life every day. This right here, me here speaking with you right now. This is an, a moment in our 
precious life and we deserve to have fun and we can have fun. It doesn't have to be so serious all the time. <laughs> uh, I decided I, I created my own mantra like a couple months ago when everything seems so serious. And I was like, I, my mantra today is going to be, I want to flirt with life. I want to oh, flirt. Fun. Yeah. When it go, even when I'm walking from the car to a building, I am going to enjoy the the air on my face. I'm gonna, I don't know, just I want to flirt with life, and I want to have fun and enjoy it. And there's nothing keeping me from doing that. Nothing except for what I impose upon myself, and I get to choose how I feel. It's almost like a um, an act of rebellion. To be happy in spite of what's going on, you know? Yeah, I love and that. It's super important. I actually created, um, I started doing, should I talk about my travel? This sure. Yeah. It's a good time? Yeah. Okay. So I haven't told you yet about what inspired me for the spa for the soul. Well, tell me. Wait. So I used to work at a regular job and I finally let go of that after 11 years and created a spot for my soul to heal and to become at cause again in my own life because I had it's easy to get in a rut you know having that security that job coming in and I knew that I had more to give to the world and to create so I did that and it didn't happen overnight that was five or six years ago and I've been creating since and then last year I decided to incorporate more fun and travel the world as a solo female traveler. So in my lifetime at this point, I have been to 49 countries, 49 states. Uh, in the past nine months or so, it's been, uh, let's see, 19 countries. And uh, I, I love traveling because it helps me have a new experience um, and adventure, a sense of exploring and it forces me to be in almost the same state as meditation does where you're in the moment because everything's new i go outside the 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 airport and then think people are on the other side of the road speaking another language i mean every single thing is now so i um i love travel it's just one of my personal loves um so i did i I decided to do it and um, created a lifestyle where I am working from wherever I happen to be in the world. I always make sure there's Wi-Fi. There are Airbnbs everywhere, and it's actually cheaper or the same amount as what um, what I would spend living in the U.S. Um, people seem to think it's super expensive to travel. It, it can be sometimes. It depends on how you travel, but I really do believe anyone can do it if you have created some kind of income that you could do from anywhere. And I won't go into that too much, but the location thing is is really fun. And I love meeting people from new uh, new walks of life, new places in the world, new ways of thinking, new new foods, new culture. It just gives me a lot of joy. That's my personal thing. Some people love creating music or crafts or hiking i love hiking too so whatever it is incorporate some every day i highly recommend <laughs> how do you think it has changed you 
just being somebody who travels, you know, you, you just mentioned a whole bunch of things you love about that. Certainly with all those things, it has to change you as a person. It has. Yes. When, I was just thinking about this yesterday. When I first started out this year, so before this year, I had traveled before, but never like I have this time. This was more intense and it was for a longer period of time. Like I hadn't been in the U.S. for six months straight. So I remembered my first country I went to. It happened to be Belize. It, it, I love Belize. It was a great country for my first country, um, but it was before I had this experience. So I remember there getting the plane ticket for my next country and being entirely stressed out. And um, and now the things that used to stress me out back then, they're tedious maybe because I don't like, I'm not the type of person that likes to book flights and book this and that and make sure everything's perfect. I'd rather just experience it and have someone else do that. But I'm doing it all by myself. I'm doing every aspect of it. So I have to become good at it. And I have. So it has changed me in in my ability to be both ends of the spectrum, um, both both strong and determined to make something happen. But without having the stress, I've, I've released some of that stress. And that some of that comes from flooding, like, oh. Well, I got through it last time. It's going to happen this time. So being flexible, I'm more flexible, but not to the point where I don't. Flexible and determined. <laughs> yeah. So you, he I hear lots of people all the time who are like, oh, that sounds like an amazing lifestyle, but I could never do that. How would yeah. you get past some of those obstacles? So you have a work situation, a, a lifestyle where you can work on the road. So obviously that's a big factor. Yeah. What other obstacles do you feel like people have to overcome? And what would be your solution to that? Because this yeah. is possible for people. But I think like all those stories we tell ourselves hold us back. I think a, a big obstacle people often think of is, I wouldn't want to do that alone. Don't you get lonely? Uh, how can you be feel safe? Um, that's a huge one. And I've, I've learned to overcome that by, first of all, I went to countries that were, or locations within the countries even, that's important, that are safe or safe enough. Or I've, <laughs> I've had to do a little bit of research to figure out, hey, can I really, is, is it really smart to do this as a solo female traveler? There are a few places that I wanted to go at the very beginning, still haven't gone yet because I, Maybe when I was younger, I would have been more, hey, I'm going to make it, you know, I'm, you know, when you're a teenager, you feel like you can live through everything. <laughs> well, I am not quite like that anymore. I don't want to go through the stress of feeling unsafe. I've had a couple unsafe experiences before, um, and I decided I do not want to experience that again. So I'm very careful. I, I, I choose, you can choose out of the way places, but just make sure they're safe. So the safety thing is, is important. Um, I was lucky with COVID overnight, everything became telework, um, just in my occupation as a, as a therapist. And then from there, I started creating things that were not, 
um, one-on-one. So, so it's the job aspect, the safety aspect. Let's see what else. I think it's a little tedious for people to have to, yeah, I do it, but like, where do I start? And I felt like that too. I, I, I felt like quitting. I was like, I don't want to do, how did these people do it? Like, but you do it. And the first time you do it, it's overwhelming and difficult. And the second time, not quite so much. By the 20th time, it's not too bad. (laughs) But I have to admit, I have to admit, even now, there are days when I'm like, this is one of those travel days I wish I didn't have to go through. And very often there's things that go wrong and I'm overwhelmed. But then I have a day like, unlike any other. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I stuck with it. This is a beautiful moment in my life. I'm taking a mental flash, a snapshot. I want to remember this forever. Now, do you maintain like a physical residence in the United States somewhere? Or did you like completely downsize and you use a relative for your home base? Well, I... I still live in, I still consider myself living in Laguna Beach, but I did downsize on many expenses without being too specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's easier to downsize when you're traveling. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things you don't need anymore. Like you don't need, if you're paying rent before, you don't need to do that. You don't need to actively use a car. You can actually rent out your your car on Turo.com if you want to. It's all kinds of ways you can trade your your house. There's some there are websites that are on house trades with other people in other parts of the world that want to visit you, and a lot of ways to be very creative about traveling. Interesting. And then, how far in advance do you plan location to location? Do you just kind of Go someplace and go, oh, I feel like leaving and finding the new place. Or do you like book things like six months out and you have like an itinerary or is it a combination? Good question. You have a ton of good questions. Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. So I have in my heart, I have some locations I would like to go to. And I rarely tell them, tell people what it is. First of all, for safety reasons, but second of all, because sometimes when I tell people, it changes, changes it because people have their own thoughts about it. And then they tell me their opinion. And then, but when I listen to myself, it usually works out the best. So I have these. So for example, when I started, I had maybe two or three continents I wanted to do. And, and after my first two weeks, I decided to change the continent completely because I was new, because I was, it was stressing me out more than I thought it was going to be. So I went to, I just went to Vietnam at that point. And I wasn't even planning on going to Vietnam, but Vietnam was a great, great, great transitional place. It is exotic. It is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous with the natural beauty. One of the seven natural wonders of the world there. Um, and. I decided that like maybe three days before I left. Um, so I'm flexible, but I do have in my heart, I think I'm going to this continent for these months. Then I might go to this continent. And then for some reason, opportunities come my way and 
I've been traveling enough to have a lot of contacts throughout the world. And sometimes people will be like, Hey, are you going to come to, to, you want to come to visit? And I, it's surprising how often I'd been thinking about their area and then realized, Oh yeah. So I have this idea in my heart to answer your question of the general area. And then I look at plane tickets and opportunities and weather patterns. Um, what would make it the best to go there? And then I, then I kind of do a little bit last minute kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just feel like this is something that I hear so many people say they want to do and they can't figure out their logistics. So what would you say to somebody who is afraid to make that leap? Who really is capable and who has, let's say they even already have the financial resources. They just have something that's holding them back. What would you say to them? I would tell them to take the next right step. I would tell them, you don't have to know all of it beforehand. That's like saying, hey, I want to run a marathon, but I can't yet. (laughs) You just take the next step. So I would say do one trip by yourself. And once you're there and and take that trip, you will you will learn something. You will change and you'll learn what it takes and you will have acquired some skills. And then when you want to take the next trip or if you even want to decide from there whether you are or not, you will know better what is right for you. And um, yeah, so take the next right step, one step at a time. Don't try to solve the whole thing at once because nobody can. Great advice. And what thoughts would you like to leave people with as far as either spa for your soul or the way that you live as a traveler? Well, I think I'd like to leave people with the idea of honoring your own heart. You have all the answers. You, you usually know if you really take some quiet time honor yourself, let yourself actually feel and think, have your own thoughts and feelings and, and ask yourself, am I doing this because of some outside in pressure or is this really coming from the inside out? I think that's a very important um, question. And then to be kind to yourself. People ask me, how do you do that? What does that actually mean, Daphne? (laughs) But just, um, it can start with a bubble bath if you want, but what I mean is like self-talk inside or self-feeling. Just embrace yourself, whatever you're doing throughout each day, whatever goal you have today. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some kindness. You're doing a good job. You're doing the best you can and enjoy the process. And if people want to connect with you and learn more about what you're up to, how can they find you? So I have two ways. To me, my spa for the soul.com is my website, spa the number for the soul.com. And there are some free gifts there. And then also my YouTube channel, I have my travels, my travel videos. Oh, cool. Uh, and, and some meditation and, and workshop kind of things. And that's, you just search soul spa travel, soul spa travel in YouTube for that. Or you could, um, Dr. Daphne on Instagram. So spa the number four, the soul.com soul spa travel youtube would be the best two ways yeah thanks so much for having me kim thanks 
Thank you for joining me for season four of Power Up Your Performance. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, rate, review, and follow. Dream big and get out there and explore.